I'd like to welcome everyone to this brand new episode of Talent Talks. I am joined alongside Nancy Whitehouse, principal of White House Advisors. Nancy founded White House Advisors, a leading talent acquisition consulting firm, in 2005 with a mission to teach companies the strategies and processes to attract outstanding leaders. Nancy, welcome to the show today. Thanks, Andrew. I'm delighted to be here. Yes, it's a pleasure to have you on and uh, really looking forward to this story we have coming up and any stories we have coming up in the future together. Great. So today, we're going to delve into the practice of management assessment and how it is both an art and a science. As a science, we establish core abilities for a prospective executive, assess his or her abilities against those required skills, and predict how successful that individual might be. As an art, we probe beyond the obvious and become attuned to an individual's body language, behavior, and personal chemistry in evaluating a prospective fit with an organization. But first, you have to start with a plan. Nancy, what would you say is the first step you must take before beginning your assessment process? Very good question. Um, This is a senior leadership issue, uh, not only a, a talent acquisition issue. And I think it's important to review a business plan and your corporate objectives and your values in order to have the buy-in from senior leadership who uh, will be part of the key stakeholders to support the case for developing and implementing an assessment process. Um, There are a lot of questions to ask, certainly, but one of uh, the many data points that I would look to is what is it we really want to measure What is it that we want to assess? Is it the character traits and the personality traits of individuals? Is it for leadership development? And and what is the organizational value or values that um, we're going to touch on, both for talent acquisition purposes and for um, leadership overall in the organization? Yeah, I think that's a great point. Exactly. And and in order to get the buy-in from senior management, you have to be able to build the case for why this is going to matter to the organization, how it's going to improve the business objectives that they have, and how to go about looking at the whole process from an end-to-end standpoint. Yes, that's a great point there, Nancy. Now, going off of that, how important is it for the team to review the business plan of the company they're recruiting for? And why is this considered the most important part of the process? Well, as, um, as I mentioned, I think it's extremely important to review the business plan and the corporate objectives for a specific year. Um, this is how you're going to get the senior management buy-in, and you're going to need that for resources, for tools, um, as you not only go through looking at the different um, types of methodologies and the different types of tools that are available, but again, to understand what it is we want to get out of this. Yes, definitely. And you, you need to understand the goals. You have to kind of set a certain amount of goals, because if you don't, you're not going to know what, what's better for the company that you're recruiting for, and also what the, the individual you're trying to find, what goals they're going to have to set once they are placed within the organization. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, also to look at this, is this a um, a, a gating factor, so to speak, for prospective candidates, 
or is this something that's going to be used strictly internally um, to professionals who are already within the organization to assess their uh, core competencies and use the information to either uh, develop themselves professionally or develop programs for these individuals? Yeah, I love that point, Nancy. That's really good how, you know, being able to work with one another and complement and, you know, develop off one another. That's a big factor right now that we're noticing within uh, any sort of search right now. And Nancy, when you have a core group of potential candidates, how difficult is it to start narrowing down the list to find the right individual? And what are some of the obstacles you face when you get down to the final few candidates? Very good question. So I think as I recruit and talk to candidates, um, I'm starting with a job description and I'm putting together a list. Um, I call it my wish list. And then I weight each of the different points and see how well the candidate is prepared from this list and what kinds of skills, what kinds of competencies they have. And for the ones that they don't have, is that going to be a deal breaker? But I think it's very important to start with the job description. So this person knows what's going to be expected in this role. And the person is clear about where their background um, would fit in and how qualified they are. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's definitely not an easy task by no means, you know, it's, you have to do extensive research. You have to truly understand the individual. It's uh, it's definitely time consuming. Absolutely. And, you know, part of that is uh, the culture fit. And we've seen more and more situations where people leave an organization because they don't fit into the culture or they haven't been properly vetted and they get inside the company and they realize the environment is very different than what they expected. And culture doesn't have to be for everybody, Mm -hmm. but it has to be the right fit for the right person. So when I'm recruiting, I'm very careful uh, to talk about the culture and what people do on a day-to-day basis, how people are evaluated, what their values are, corporate objectives, so that they really, the candidates get a real feel for the environment they could be stepping into. Yes, that's a very good point, Nancy. Final question, Nancy. Do you see this process getting easier over time, or will it continue to be a timely process in order to obtain the best possible candidates? Well, you said the magic phrase, timely process, um, and that's something that is is very difficult to convey to clients um, and sometimes to uh, candidates as well. I think from a candidate perspective, you have to assume that your candidate is talking not only to you, but probably to one, two, or three other opportunities at the same time, whether they disclose that up front or not. And the second is to make the hiring manager and part of the recruiting team understand that there is a very strong process to recruiting and Uh, compromising the process or trying to move too quickly or eliminate steps will not get you the right person. And it's very tough because in order to maintain a candidate's interest and for the candidate to understand this is the way they operate as opposed to, gee, they're not interested in you or something more to that effect, it's very tough. So There are always going to be factors, whether it's location or the scope of the job, um, that are going to be your initial challenge. 
But there are other challenges um, with regard to the process that you really have to explain to the hiring manager before you go into it. Yes, definitely. And that's a very, very great insight there, Nancy. Nancy, (laughs) we hope that your insights will help recruiters address their needs as we enter an age of millennial bosses, selection of artificial intelligence, and candidates who will just say no to moving. Those are all huge issues for us right now. Well, Nancy, uh, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. It was truly a pleasure having you on, and I'm definitely looking forward to our next shows together. I'm looking forward as well, and I thank you so much for allowing me to join you. Yes, of course. Well, that's all we have for you today. Alongside Nancy Whitehouse, I'm Andrew Mitchell, and this is Town Talks.